0: Thank you so much, Wayne. So appreciate our, our leaders at Sunrise, both our elders and deacons. As you can see, they have huge hearts for the work of God in the church. And uh, we'll be meeting tomorrow night for our leadership meeting. So keep us in prayer, because we, we do need wisdom from the Lord, and we are grateful that he does supply that. I want to allow our boys and girls to go out for children in worship time right now. Los niños pueden ir al tiempo de niños en alabanza. And we send them off with a blessing. You are treasures to us. We love you all, and we thank you for our children and worship leaders as well. And the rest of you, I want to invite you to go ahead and get your Bibles out and turn with me to Proverbs chapter 25. Proverbios 25 is the texto donde vamos a comenzar. We're going to begin there, but we're not going to end there. I want you to know we're going to be going through a lot of scripture. That's one of the things we've been doing in this series on Proverbs. Vamos a mirar muchos textos bíblicos. So... Have your Bibles open, have them ready. Last week, we covered a section of Proverbs that begins in chapter 22, verse 17, and it goes through the end of chapter 24. And in that particular section, we saw Proverbs from a number of anonymous sources, unknown sources, but sayings from that. Uh, from those various sources. Vimos Proverbios en varias fuentes anónimas. Well, today we're in a new section, and this section runs from chapter 25 all the way to the end of chapter 29. And the Proverbs in this section come from someone that we know very well. Vamos a mirar 25 a 29, Proverbios de alguien a quien conocemos bien. I want to explain by reading chapter 25, verse 1. 25 these are more proverbs of Solomon, copied by the man of Hezekiah, king of Judah. Esos son otros proverbios de Solomon copiados por los escribas Ezequias, re de Judah. So for the second time in the book of Proverbs, what we're finding here is a major section, a major collection of proverbs, that are attributed to King Solomon, the wise king of Israel. Es una segunda colección de proverbios atribuidos a Sarón, re de Israel. And it says specifically that these particular proverbs were compiled and copied down by the men of King Hezekiah of Judah. And that would be about 300 years afterwards, after Solomon, that these were put together. Esos proverbios fueron copiados por los hombres de unos 300 años después. And that is significant, and I think we can easily say that because of these two big blocks of Solomon's wisdom in Proverbs, that the book of Proverbs is his book. It bears his name. Por eso el libro de Proverbios tiene el nombre de Salomón. Solomon, you could say, is the face of Proverbs, Solomon is the gold standard of proverbs and of what wisdom in proverbs is all about. Salomón es el estándar de la sabiduría y la cara de los proverbios. And if you want to put it in terms that we would understand today, you could easily say that Solomon is the MVP. He's the most valuable player of this book. MVP, la persona más valiosa de este libro. So. Is with that in mind that I want to look at now today, specifically the first three chapters in this section, 25 to 27. capítulos 25 a 27. And what we find in this section, as you look through it, you find what I would call MVP proverbs. Aquí hay proverbios MVP. Why are they MVP proverbs? Well they're They're MVP proverbs, not only because they come from the MVP Solomon, but these are MVP proverbs because they are memorable, vivid, and profound. Son proverbios que son memorables, vividos, y profundos. Let me see if I can show you some examples of what I mean. So first of all, we have proverbs in this section that are indeed memorable. So... Proverbs 26.11 is an example. Proverbios 26.11. It says, as a dog returns to its vomit, so a fool repeats his folly. Como vuelve el perro a su vomito, así el necio insiste en su necedad. Now, that's a memorable proverb right there for a lot of reasons. It's a memorable proverb for one because it should be one that maybe you've heard before. It's stood the test of time. Es memorable. Porque es y también, uh, eh, eh, ha durado. But there are other proverbs in this section that are memorable for another reason. The reason that some of these proverbs are memorable is that they are picked up and then they are used in a later part of the Bible. They are used actually in the New Testament. Hay proverbios que están usados en el Nuevo Testamento. And again, I want to show you these examples. Proverbs 25. 6 and 7, seis 6, siete. do not exalt yourself in the king's presence and do not claim a place among great men, no te des importancia en presencia del rey ni reclames un lugar ante los magnantes, it is better for him, the king, to say to you, come up here, than for him to humiliate you before a nobleman, vale, mas que el rey te diga sube acá y no que te humille ante gente importante, now, if we listen really carefully to what I've just read we can hear in that proverb the essence of what Jesus later on spoke in a parable in Luke chapter 14 vemos la esencia de proverbios en Lucas 14 Luke 14:8 Jesus says when someone invites you to a wedding banquet do not take the place of honor Si alguien te invita a una fiesta de bodas, no te sientes en el lugar de honor. Then in verse 10 he says, rather, when you are invited, take the lowest place so that when your host comes, he will say to you, friend, move up to a better place. Cuando te inviten, siéntate en el último lugar para que cuando uh, venga el que te invitó que te diga, amigo, súbete, pasa más adelante, a un lugar más, a un lugar mejor. So if you listen carefully, you can hear in the words of the host, in Jesus' parable, the words of the king, in the book of Proverbs. Most definitely it would seem that Jesus, who knew the scriptures well, was inspired by that particular proverb as he told this parable. Jesus, fue inspirado por ese, este proverbio al, al contar esta parábola. Let's look at another example. Uh, Proverbs 25, verses 21 and 22. Proverbios 25:21. If your enemy is hungry, give him food to eat. If he is thirsty, give him water to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Si tu enemigo tiene hambre, dale de comer. Si tiene sed, dale de beber. Actuando que se avergüence de su conducta. Now those words are picked up and they are recited almost verbatim, word for word, in Romans chapter. Twelve, verse twenty, and I'm going to find it here because I forgot to mark it. Romans chapter twelve, verse twenty says, "If your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head." Si tu enemigo tiene hambre, dale de comer. Si tiene sed, dale de beber, actuando así harás que se avergüence de su conducta. Word for word. Why? Well, part of the reason is it it is a an illustration. Of the point that's made in the next verse. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. No te dejes vencer por el mal, dice el próximo versículo. Al contrario. Vence el mal con el bien. And then there's one more I want to show you. It's Proverbs 27, verse 1, 27:1. Do not boast about tomorrow. For you do not know what a day may bring forth. No te jactes del día de mañana porque no sabes lo que el día traerá. Again, if we've been through the scriptures, we can hear in that verse something that I think is echoed in James chapter four, verse thirteen. Hay un eco en Santiago 4.13. Listen, you who say today or tomorrow we will go to that city. Escuchen los que dicen hoy o mañana iremos a tal cual ciudad. Verse. 14 says, you do not even know what will happen tomorrow. Ni siquiera saben que sucederá mañana. And then verse 16 says, as it is, you're boasting. You're bragging. All such boasting is evil. Toda esta jactancia es mala. So you, you see, what we have here are some examples of proverbs that are memorable. Why? Because they get repeated. Centuries later in God's Word. Son proverbios repetidos en la Palabra de Dios. But there are also proverbs in here that are vivid. Hay proverbios vividos. That is, uh, they are vivid in their language. They're vivid in the imagery that they use. Son vividos en su lenguaje y sus imágenes. And again, it's as though when we read these proverbs, we can almost smell or taste or feel Feel or, or in some way sense the reality that they're trying to communicate to us. Podemos escuchar o tocar, son papables. And I want to give you some examples of that as well. Proverbs 25, verse 14 is a great example. 25:14. Like clouds and rain without, or clouds and wind without rain is a man who boasts of gifts. He does not give nubes y viento y nada de lluvias quien presume de dar y nunca da nada. Now I'm from the Midwest, and if you've ever been out in the Midwest, you can see a storm coming for a long time. And I know I've experienced this of a, of a, of a passing thunderstorm, and there's all kinds of wind, and there's all kinds of thunder, and the clouds, the thunderheads are huge, and it comes by and you don't get wet at all. Has visto pasar una tormenta con nubes y viento y tal, pero no te mojas. That's what it's like when somebody promises you the lottery and doesn't give you anything. That's what it's like when somebody promises a gift that they don't give. Así es cuando alguien promete dar algo y no lo dan. And then there's another one. Proverbs 26:17. 17. 17. Like one who seizes a dog by the ears is a passerby who meddles in a quarrel, not his own. Meterse en pleitos ajenos es como agarrar un perro Por las orejas. Now, I don't know about you, but every time I read that proverb, I get nervous. In my mind's eye, I picture myself, and I've got a pit bull, an angry pit bull, by the ears. Estoy agarrando un por las orejas. And I'm on the horns of a dilemma. What do I do? It, if I let go, I'm in trouble. That dog's going to eat me alive. Si el perro, me, me devora. But... I can't hang on forever. I can't hang on forever. No puedo agarrarlo para siempre. So what am I to do? ¿Qué hago? That's what it's like when you get in the middle of a fight that's not your own, and you don't even know how it started or where it's going, but you're in the middle of it now, and you have a problem. Así es meterse en pleitos ajenos. Vivid language, real vivid. Like the next verse as well. Verse 18, like a madman shooting firebrands or deadly arrows is a man who deceives his neighbor and says, I was only joking. Como loco que dispara mortíferas flechas encendidas es quien engaña a su amigo explica, tan solo estaba bromeando. Now we've all heard of loose cannons, right? Somebody just goes and says whatever they think. But this is talking about a kind of a different image. The image that comes to my mind is some guy walking down my street on my, where my house is and he's shooting flaming arrows into all the houses. Es la imagen de alguien tirando flechas ardientes a las casas. And all the houses are on fire and everybody's running out. And the guy's laughing. That's what it's like when somebody plays cruel, practical jokes and they think it's always funny. But nobody else does. Así cuando alguien hace bromas crueles y todos que es malo, pero él no. Vivid imagery, very vivid imagery. Now I want to go through some more in verses 21 through 23. There's three verses in a row with vivid imagery. 21 23. As charcoal to embers and as wood to fire, so is a quarrelsome man for kindling strife. Con el carbón se hacen brasas, con la leña se prende fuego, y con un pendenciero se inician los pleitos. Here uh, we see that fire and, and embers, uh, the, uh, this image here is, is connected to misusing the tongue. And often the tongue is connected to fire. And in this case, it's a person who's using their tongue to stir up conflict. El fuego se conecta con una lengua abusiva y alguien que se mete para crear conflicto. Next verse. The words of a gossip. Are like choice morsels. They go down to a man's inmost parts. Los chismes son como ricos bocados, se deslizan hasta las entrañas. Gossip is like ingesting the richest meal of your life. It tastes great, but then you get indigestion in the end. El chisme es como ingerir una comida rica y después quedas con indigestion. Gossip is succulent at first. It tastes good to hear about somebody else, but then it leaves you with a sick feeling in your stomach. Así se chisme. And then finally, verse 23. Like a coating of glaze over earthenware are fervent or smooth lips with an evil heart. Como baño de plata sobre vasija de barro son los labios salameros en un corazón malvado. What's this talking about? It's talking about flattery. Flattery. Así es, alagar. Flattery is like an ugly clay pot that is painted over with silver paint. It may look good on the outside, but it's just plain ugly on the inside. Es como una vasija fea pintada con, con eh, pintura de plata. Así es, alagar. So you see, see. I think you get the idea, and you could probably read through there and find some more examples of this. These these proverbs are vivid because they bring the, the reality of their truth to us in a way that is palpable. It's a way that we can really experience. De forma su Finally, there are proverbs here in this section that are profound. Hay proverbios profundos. They are profound. Because they are pithy. They're pithy. That means in a few concise words, they communicate to us very deep realities. Son profundos porque comunican realidades profundas. For example, one of my favorites here in the book of Proverbs is chapter 26, verses 4 and 5. 26, 4 y 5. Do not answer a fool according to his folly, or you will be like him yourself. No respondas al nece según su necedad, O mismo por necio. Answer a fool according to his folly, or he will be wise in his own eyes. Respóndele al necio como se merece para que no se tenga por sabio. So These are two verses right in a row that seem very strange and maybe a little bit confusing. On the one hand, it's saying, don't talk to a fool. No hables con un necio, dice. On the other hand, it's saying, well, you better talk to a fool. Por otro, dice, mejor hablar con un necio. So, which one's right? Which is the correct way to go? ¿Cuál es lo correcto? Well, the answer is, they both are, depending on the situation. Depende de la situación. Sometimes, you're in a situation where the best thing to do is when someone's being a jerk just to walk away, or they are going to pull you into their stupidity. A veces un necio te va a jalar en su estupidez. You don't want to answer them. But then there are other times when the very best thing you can do is to confront someone who's being an ignoramus. Why? So that they don't continue to destroy everything and everyone in their path. que confrontar a un idiota para que no destruya todos y a todo en su camino. How do you know the difference? ¿Cómo diferenciar eso? Well, wisdom will tell you. Wisdom is going to help you. La sabiduría te dirá. That's profound. It really is. And then there's Proverbs 27:17. Proverbios 27:17. As iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. El hierro se afila con el hierro y el hombre en el trato con el hombre. L- Literally, I understand the translation is as iron sharpens iron so one man sharpens the face of another. Uno afila la cara de otro. What's this talking about? Well, this is talking about the value of personal interaction. And that's something in our day and age I think we can take to heart. It's talking about the value of courageous, conversation and confrontation is la conversación directa a direct conversation that is how we are going to mature that's how we're going to grow when we have that direct interaction with each other maduramos con la interacción directa unos con otros you aren't going to mature you're not going to grow when you leave a bomb of some stupid comment on somebody's facebook page and then you run for cover Así no maduras, así no comentario en Facebook de alguien y después te escondes. That's not how you're going to grow. You're not going to grow when you when you zip off a nasty text to someone and then turn off your phone. No creces cuando envías un texto repugnante y apagas tu teléfono. That's not mature. That's not how you grow. How do we grow? How do we mature? We sit across the table. We talk. We more than talk, we listen. And we listen not only to say our next thing, but we listen to understand. It's profound. Think about that. Sentamos, nos sentamos en la mesa y nos escuchamos y conversamos. And then there's one more, and it's, it's one that I think I'm still thinking about. It's Proverbs 27, 19, el versículo 19, as water reflects a face, so a man's heart reflects the man in el agua se refleja el rostro en el corazón se refleja la persona You're not going to get a read upon a person by looking at the surface of things The surface, like the surface of water will reflect the face. No entiendes una persona en la superficie. You can look at the superficial things about a person, but you won't have the true read of who they are. If you want to know who someone is, you've got to go deeper. You've got to understand and hear and recognize their heart. Hay que reconocer el corazón. Think about that. Again, it's deep. So these are MVP proverbs. Proverbs. They're memorable, vivid, profound proverbs. They come from an MVP person, Solomon. Son proverbios, MVP de una persona, MVP. But here's the thing we need to understand, and I think Aaron hinted at this this morning. While we marvel at the wisdom of these proverbs and the vividness and the beauty of this, we, we need to understand the limits of these proverbs as well. Hay que entender los límites de estos proverbios. These proverbs are talking about how to live before God in the horizontal. They're talking about how we live before God in the here and the now. And we need that. We need to know how to live and walk in mature ways on this earth. Nos dicen cómo vivir ante Dios en este mundo, en lo terrenal, en lo horizontal. But that is not all that we need. Because you see, we need more than good advice. We need good news. Ocupamos más que buen consejo, ocupamos las buenas noticias. We need more than the wisdom of the MVP. We need the wisdom of the goat. We need the wisdom of the goat. Ocupamos la sabiduría de la persona más grande de todas. And we get that in Luke chapter, or rather Matthew chapter 12, 42. I want to direct you there. Mateo 12, 42. Jesus is speaking here and he says, The queen of the south the queen of Sheba from somewhere down south, Africa or somewhere like that, she came from the ends of the earth to listen to the wisdom of Solomon. But you need to understand, Jesus says, now something greater than Solomon is here. La reina del sur de Seba vino de los confines de la tierra para escuchar la sabiduría de pero ahora ustedes tienen a uno más grande que Salomón. And who was Jesus talking about? who is greater than Solomon. He was talking about himself. Jesus is greater than Solomon. Yes, if Solomon wrote Proverbs that are, that are wise and if he brought wisdom to the table in a memorable and vivid and profound way, we need to understand that Jesus brings us wisdom in an even greater way, in a more memorable, more profound, more vivid way. nos trae sabiduría de una forma memorable, profunda y Jesús nos la trae aún más. Turn the page to Matthew 13, 34. Mateo 13, 34. Jesus spoke all these things to the crowd in parables. He did not say anything to them without using a parable. Jesús le dijo a la multitud de cosas en parábolas. Sin emplear parábolas, no les decía nada. So was fulfilled what was spoken through the prophet. I will open my mouth in parables. I will utter things hidden since the creation of the world. Así se cumplió lo dicho. Hablaré por medio de parábolas. Revelaré cosas que han estado ocultas desde la creación Del mundo. While the proverbs of Solomon are memorable, vivid, and profound, the parables of Jesus are greater. Las parábolas de Jesús son más grandes que los proverbios de Salomón. Why? Because Jesus reveals to us wisdom hidden since the creation of the world. Nos trae desde la creación del mundo. Jesus is bringing to us through his teaching. He's bringing to us wisdom that orients us not only to how to live here and now and to be mature and wise in this life, but he's bringing us wisdom hidden from the creation of the world. And that wisdom is how to get right with God. How to have a reconciled relationship with God. La sabiduría de cómo estar restaurado uno ante Dios. That's a greater wisdom. One greater than Solomon is here. If Solomon was a great king, Jesus is greater. If Solomon was wise, Jesus was greater. Because Solomon not only, or Jesus rather, not only communicates us good, vi- good advice, he brings us good news. Jesús nos trae no solo buenos consejos, sino buenas noticias. Jesus brings the horizontal and he brings the vertical before God together. And when you bring the horizontal and the vertical together, what do you have? You have a cross. Jesús no trae lo horizontal y lo vertical forma de cruz. Jesus dying on the cross is God's answer to the foolishness of our sin. Esta es la respuesta a lo insensato de nuestro pecado. Let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 23 1 Corinthians code 123 we preach Christ crucified stumbling block to the Jews foolishness to the Gentiles predicamos a Cristo crucificado es motivo de tropiezo para judíos locura para los gentiles but to those whom God has called Christ is the power of God and Christ is the wisdom of God. A los que han sido llamados Cristo es el poder de Dios y la sabiduría de Dios. The cross of Jesus Christ is the wisest thing. Why? Because this is God's most memorable, vivid, profound communication of love like Aaron said it's not just words it is god in the flesh dying for us es la comunicación más memorable vivida y profunda del amor de dios and he rises from the dead to give us new life the cross is god's answer to the foolishness of our sin It's his love on display in a way we can feel, experience, know through Jesus Christ. So it's good that we're looking at Proverbs, but we need to understand what Proverbs is. Proverbs is giving us the seed of wisdom. The seed of wisdom is planted through Solomon, through Proverbs. La semilla de la sabiduría está plantada en Salomón y Proverbios, But The full flowering, the full fruit of God's wisdom is in the cross. El fruto está en la cruz. In other words, the seed of wisdom comes from the MVP. But the full fruit comes from the goat, the greatest of all time. And that's what we need occupamos el fruto del más grande de todos que es Jesús. So what does that mean for us today? It means we continue to study this book because we do need to understand the seeds, but we should always be studying Proverbs, I hope as Christians to be able to see Jesus better. If we stop at Proverbs, we're just going to be moral people. It's not enough. You can't be saved that way moral, We need Jesus. And again, I think, again, Solomon recognizes the limits of his own wisdom and, and what God has given him. In Proverbs 28, verse 13, Proverbs, uh, Solomon says, He who conceals his sin does not prosper but whoever confesses and renounces them finds mercy. Quien encubre su pecado jamas prospera. Quien lo confiesa lo deja allá perdón. And then in the next verse, we find this. And this is actually the memory verse I'd like us to learn this month of, of February. memoria. I want to get it on the screen, and, and I'd like you to say it with me. It's Proverbs 28:14. not a real memorable verse in the sense of maybe you know, you've heard it before, but I think it is important. I want to invite you to say it with me uh, together. First in English, vamos a recitarlo. Blessed is the one who always trembles before God, but whoever hardens their heart falls into trouble. Dichoso el que siempre teme al Señor, pero el obstinado caerá en la desgracia. And again, what do we see? Solomon takes us back to this one thing. The fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. El temor del Señor es comienzo de la sabiduría. Trembling before God. Bringing our sins to him. Not concealing them. Not hardening our hearts. But fearing God. Coming before him as we are. That's the beginning of wisdom. El comienzo de la sabiduría es, es temer a Señor y traerle nuestros pecados. But the end of wisdom... The end of wisdom is Jesus Christ, the one who died to forgive your sins. That's the end of wisdom. You embrace him, and you've embraced the end of wisdom, the full fruit of wisdom. Si abrazas a Jesús, abrazas al término de la sabiduría en Jesús. And so... This week, this is a verse I want to invite us to live into. We're going to partake of the Lord's Supper next week as we go to one service. You may have heard our announcement. We're going to start with one service at 9.30 a.m. next week. And we're going to begin with the Lord's Supper. And as we do this week, I want to invite you to, to make it a special point, not to conceal where you are with God, but to come before him trembling with your sin and your failure and embrace the wisdom that he offers us in Jesus Christ, the forgiveness, the strength, the healing. Espero que puedan evaluar sus vidas esta semana antes de tomar la Santa Cena y evaluar sus vidas, confesar sus pecados y abrazar al Señor Jesús. Solomon's the MVP. That's good. But Jesus is the greatest. And that's the best. Jesús... Let's pray together, shall we? Oremos. God, thank you that we can gain insight from your word. Thank you for the encouragement. May we take these words from your word to heart. Even in this moment, we want to stop and confess our failure, our incredible need for you. As the old hymn says, I need thee every hour. Confessamos nuestra necesidad. Forgive us, Lord. Forgive us for the times we want to conceal, even from ourselves, our foolishness, our sin. Help us. Help us to embrace the good news, the memorable, vivid, profound love you have for us, God through Jesus, your son, who died and rose. Ayúdanos a abrazar el amor memorable, vivido y profundo que nos da en la cruz, en la resurrección de Jesucristo. And get us ready. Get us ready for a special time next week to come to your table, to be like Jesus said, to take the lowest seat at the table, that we might receive your mercy que podamos tener el sillón más bajo en tu mesa para recibir de tu amor thank you Jesus, we love you and we thank you for this time we have in your word gracias Señor Jesús it's in your name we pray, amén